This is AgriPulse Open Mic, brought to you by Syngenta. More than 25,000 people in over 90 countries, helping the world's farmers grow more from less, protect the environment, and improve health and quality of life. See all they're doing at Syngenta.com. I'm farm broadcaster Jeff Nally. Kansas 1st District Congressman Tim Hillscamp is a fifth-generation family farmer serving on the House Small Business Committee and Veterans Affairs. Hillscamp is pleased with a recent Japanese decision to allow meat imports from U.S. animals aged 30 months and younger. It is incredibly uh, positive to see uh, Japan actually uh, following uh, some scientific standards, uh, and uh, it was a, a major impact on in employment and uh and uh, our uh, beef prices, you know, when when they shut down over the the BSE issue, when you're making, I think, tremendous progress, has shown that uh, what uh, we've done in the last three or four or five years is. Uh proven to the world uh, that uh, we have the, the safest product in the world and have some of the best beef in the world. And uh, now we're just trying to convince other countries to, to follow the Japanese lead. But uh, Asia is a growth market. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, expanding again back into Japan and also a number of other countries in, in that region. Just when you have a victory, you also have another challenge. It's ironical to me that this Congress granted permanent normal trade relations status for Russia. They're now members of the World Trade Organization, and almost immediately upon coming into that trading body, they start to raise issues about the safety and the quality of U.S. pork and beef, raising issues about ractopamine. About a half a billion dollars of meat exports now in question as the Russians are closing their door to us. Is that a surprise? Well, there have been a number of uh, perhaps surprises out of Russia. They have some, I think, some internal problems. But uh, if they're going to uh, uh, be serious about uh, their WTO commitments, it, this needs to be a scientific based. And, and clearly, what they're proposing here is, is not does not have anything to do with science. And from everything I'm looking at, uh, we, we do have a safe, wholesome product, both pork and beef. And uh, you know, if, if Russia wants to participate in the world markets, and, and they certainly claim to be, then uh, they'll move quickly and, and adopt the scientific-based standards. Uh, the J- Japan went in the right uh, direction, and uh, so. But uh, I think there's some internal problems we're seeing coming out of Russia, and it, it, it does worry many of us in Congress, and certainly those of us in, in agriculture, of uh, their non-scientific-based approach to some of these import-export issues. It would make sense to me if I were running Congress, uh, if I were going to have an agriculture committee, I'd want a fifth-generation farmer there, and I'd want someone who represents a lot of farmers. And, uh, sir, you do. But for some reason, in the 113th, you're not on the agriculture committee. Any any reasons why? Well, leadership uh, apparently didn't like the way I voted. And I say Republican leadership. I'm a Republican as well, Jeff. And uh, and uh, But I tell you, my constituents are pretty upset about that, uh, but they recognize uh uh, bad politics when they see it, and they, they uh, also recognize pettiness when, when they see it. Uh, but uh, much of what happens in agriculture, and particularly in my district, uh, uh, a lot of it uh, goes to the, uh, through the Farm Bill, and, I, and uh, the same leadership that removed me from the House Ag Committee also has held up a Farm Bill for over a year now. And, uh, but we're going to continue to push on that. But many of the regulatory issues, many of the environmental issues go through a multitude of other committees. And we're going to continue to work uh, through those other committees through our relationships with uh, current members on the the Ag Committee. For example, we have a a local endangered species issue with uh, lesser prairie chicken and the black-footed ferret. And and none of that goes to the Ag Committee, but it's all Ag Committee members that are working together on a working group on on that issue. And we're going to continue to push forward But because agriculture is too important, but oftentimes in Washington. Oftentimes in Washington, I'm afraid rural America, in particular in agriculture in, 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 uh, 
and specifically gets lost in the shuffle of the big city of Washington and folks from all over the country. So as of one of only 12 farmers in in, uh, in the entire house, by my last count, uh, I, I, I've got to speak up and continue to work with my colleagues all over the country because we simply don't have the votes to, to get a farm bill through the floor as we would like without working together, and, and that's where my efforts will continue to push, as well as working on the Small Business Committee, which deals with regulation and transportation and taxes and numerous other issues. It was said that there wasn't enough votes was a reason that the farm bill didn't come to the full house floor. Just from your own statistical look and conversations and hallways and others, how many Republican votes would you have had, do you think, for the proposal that came from the 112th and the Ag Committee last year? It is hard to tell. That is a great question. I I'm, I really believe there would have been some amendments uh, that uh, would be adopted. In particular, I had a an in, amendment that uh, would have reduced some of the growth in food stamps. And I think if that would have been adopted, uh, we could have gotten the farm bill through the House floor. But that's only only conjecture. And uh, but that was uh, part of the debate. You know, when when food stamps is eighty percent of the farm bill. I mean, folks are concerned about that. And. Uh, you know, we're along for a ride now with nutrition programs, and, and frankly, Kansas or American farmers and ranchers said, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll help solve this uh, debt problem. We'll do our part. We'll take our cuts, but we certainly expect the rest of the budget, including food stamps and nutrition programs, to uh, adopt the needed reforms to reduce some spending there and target and transform those programs as well. And that will be the debate as we move forward, but uh, I'm not expecting that uh, leadership will even let us consider a, a farm bill till April or May or June, and then when that happens, I think what comes to the floor uh, this year in the House will be uh, very similar to what uh, came out of the committee uh, uh, almost a year ago by that time. Have you seen any commitment from leadership that would let a farm bill come to the floor this year? Because Ranking Member Peterson says he doesn't want to start work on a new farm bill until leaders say, yes, you get to bring it to the floor in regular order. Well, that, the regular order is the issue here, and and the idea that uh, one man or, or, or two men, the Speaker of the House or the Majority Leader, could hold up a, a farm bill simply because they don't want to have a debate on it, uh, that might have been possible in 2012, but it's a, it's a new day. and They've lost eight House, house seats, the Republicans did, and uh, it's, it's time to, to get to work and go through normal order, allow folks from Kansas and folks from every other state to have a chance to work on these issues. It's too important. To, uh, to to look aside from that, and, and it's rather interesting because if you look at the rural states, they're generally red states, and the idea that something important to us uh, gets put off for a year, and I don't think they're going to can afford to put it off much longer. Meanwhile, we had this issue with Sandy. I mean, that had to be done. They said in a week or two, and and uh, meanwhile, the farm bill can wait another year. I don't think we can afford to wait politically, and, and that's the message I'm. Uh, sharing with my colleagues and our leadership in the House. I have two questions uh, left for you. First of all, with regard to nutrition, unemployment 7.9%. The economy still teetering. Some would say there is no chance at all that we should be looking at changing nutrition programs. Others, and uh, now former Congressman Tim Johnson of Illinois, said if we don't change our fiscal policy, there may not be a nutrition program in the future. Do you see a way to amend this to spend less on nutrition and still keep the proper amount of calories for the people who need it most in the U.S.? Absolutely. And when I visit with constituents and I just had five town halls yesterday, I said, you know, we, we all agree we need to help those in need and we're going to continue to do that. But we also all can agree that uh, if you don't qualify for food stamps, if you make too much money, you shouldn't be receiving them. And there are literally millions of Americans that are receiving food stamps that uh, 
make too much money, and uh, we need to reform the program. That should not be happening. We need to target and transform food stamps. Uh, uh, Eleven years ago, there was approximately 19 million Americans on food stamps. Today, it's over 47 million. Now, it's uh, it's a bad economy under this administration and has been uh, prior to them coming in, but it's not that bad that we, we, we need that massive growth in food stamps. So there are plenty of ways we can reform that. And actually, the House and Senate passed some minor reforms in both farm bills, but we can go much further with some real savings and actually uh, target and transform those programs to help those in need, but also make sure we're we're, we're not wasting on money on on those who actually do not qualify. Among policy issues that are bubbling to the headlines, it is clear with the news events that gun control is, is trying to make its way to the top, and there's much debate. Fiscal policy is catching a lot of headlines and a lot of discussion, but one piece of legislation that appears uh, to have gone from taboo to now gaining traction is that of immigration reform. How do you see the immigration debate coming forward from the Senate? How do you see the debate in the House more complex than the Senate? This is my uh, third year in Congress, and uh, if a bill is introduced, I think that will be about the first one in those three years. Uh, the president has indicated he's not going to uh, put his proposals in writing, but uh, the devil's in the details. Uh, in agriculture, we certainly need we need more workers. I mean, we have uh, jobs that go without workers, not the other way around in agriculture. So uh, we have a, a high stakes in, 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 in this debate. Uh, but uh, the, the holdups are probably the issue of whether or not we're really going to have a border security promise. You know, we've got uh, issues related to what exactly is the amnesty. Will that be part of the, any of these bills? And, and, and numerous other issues related to, uh, you know, something that has been a problem that's brewing for a long time. So I don't expect uh, we'll solve it in two or three or four or five months. But I think we can if folks would get uh, past the, the politics of that. And uh, and there is a holding uh, sticking point, I think, in both sides is the issue of whether or not if folks are here illegally, will they go to the front of the line or, or the back of the line? Will they be able to become citizens or will they really look at just legal status? And for those of us in agriculture, uh, particularly in, in my district, uh, I mean, we're looking for workers. And uh, we need a worker program that works uh, for for folks that are coming here as well as employers. And, and uh, I think we've had a good the solution we propose on the ag side for a number of years, and that should be part of this program if we're going to move forward on immigration in 2013. If you wouldn't care to review, I would suggest what do you see working for the R side of the aisle, and what works for the representative from the Big First in Kansas? Well, that uh, we need to update a program that's uh, you know from the 1950s. Uh, we still have the same approach, and agriculture's changed a lot since then, and uh, our. our uh, Technology has changed, and uh, the border has changed, and uh, we're still operating uh, decades ago. And uh, but it would need to include a a, a guest worker program that works actually year round as well for uh, those of us in in the beef sector and uh, and the dairy sector as well. And so we have to meet those needs, and it it can't make every employer. Uh, you know, uh, re- the immigration enforcement officer. And so that starts at the border, moves forward, and then has a way to uh, a process for uh, hopefully normalizing. I don't think citizenship is, is, is something that we should be offering to those who come here illegally, but a way that uh, they can normalize their status and continue to stay here and work if they will. But it also should not include additional uh, uh, 
uh, welfare benefits, and then that's all part of the debate. So this is a pretty complicated issue, and I know the politicians that are rolling out some ideas. Uh, I haven't seen anything in writing in a bill form, and when that happens, then we can actually get started, get down to what's going to be a difficult task. But uh, we actually, I could see some light at the end of the tunnel where we can provide some long-term solutions to a long-term problem. With regard to the need for a new farm bill, Hulescamp believes Mississippi Senator Thad Cochran's move to the ranking member on the Senate Agriculture Committee will influence their final language on a farm bill from that chamber. And he is hopeful that House leadership will set farm policy as a priority here in the new year. You've been listening to AgriPulse Open Mic, brought to you by Syngenta. More than 25,000 people in over 90 countries were helping the world's farmers grow more from less, protect the environment, and improve health and quality of life. See all they're doing at Syngenta.com. For AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Nally.